The Raiders had Cliff Branch and Fred Belindicoff um, on the same team, but uh, but they had they had such a dynamic team. JT the Brick. I just love the. I don't know. I just love the Raiders. I, I'm, I'm not sure why. Growing up in Kansas, I love John Madden and Mark Van Egan. Mark Van Egan. Mark Van Egan. Yeah. Um, guys like that. I just I don't know. I just love the Raiders for some reason. Jackpot, baby. And now here's JT the Brick. Out of the gate, JT on a busy day. Friday, Happy Father's Day weekend to all the dads out there, the grandpas. Everybody out there, hope you have an amazing Father's Day weekend, everybody. Enjoy it. Get after it with your family if you have a chance. If you have a dad that's long distance like mine is, hopefully you get to FaceTime him, talk to him. And if your dad is deceased, hopefully you get that moment to yourself, really, to pay respects to the impact that he had on your life. Happy Father's Day. I'm proud to have two young sons who I'm very proud of. And I'm here, they're home from college, so we will spend the weekend together and have a really good time. So busy show today, I got a lot to get to. The head coach of the Golden Knights, Bruce Cassidy, is supposed to join us. I'm excited about that. To talk to the head coach, I talked to Gerard Gallant. We had a great relationship. Peter DeBoer, I think his last interview was with me. And he was let go, and now a really good coach from a really good team. Uh, Might have an upgrade here in Vegas if he can take the Golden Knights to the next level. So he's going to come up here in a little bit. But today's show is going to be dominated by the Warriors. Why I have you, because the Raider Nation Radio, I've been on the flagships of the Warriors and the Raiders for most of my career. It's really bizarre because KNBR, where I started syndicated, KNBR 1050, flagship of the Raiders, 95-7 the game in the Bay Area, flagship of the Warriors, and I've covered the Warriors for a lot of my career. Matter of fact, I had a couple come up to me yesterday at the event. Really fun story. I'll spend more time on it. I was at the, I was the MC of the Raiders draft luncheon and a nice couple came up to me and said, JD, they had really nice comments. I was really humbled by it. And they said, I was listening to you when you used to give away warrior tickets back in the day. And we sat with you in the JT, the brick section back in the day when they needed to move tickets. This wasn't the warrior team back in the day. Now the warriors are a dynasty, four rings in eight years. And, you know, my definition of a dynasty, you have to have a minimum of three in a short period of time. They got four and eight. It might not be a dynasty because they didn't make the playoffs recently. How could you be a dynasty if you missed the playoffs? You know, but maybe this is the beginning of the second wave of the dynasty, whatever it is. As I tweeted out last night, this is one of the greatest franchises of the modern era. If you go back to the 50s and the 60s and you go back to... Red Auerbach and the Celtics when they were winning. They didn't have a lot of competition. They didn't, and they blew everybody away because they had the best players. They were able to pull that off and dominate it. Then you look at the Showtime Lakers and clearly what the Bulls did with Michael Jordan, the Bird Celtics, Tim Duncan, and San Antonio was a dynasty, no doubt about it. That was a dynasty with Popovich, Duncan, Ginobili. What a team they had with Tony Parker and now this team. So with all of that together, the Warriors should be celebrated today. Uh, I find it funny that non-Warrior fans are celebrating this. I'll get into this a little bit later on in the show. If you are not a Warrior fan, this is not your party. They don't need you on the bandwagon. This is for the Oakland Bay Area fans. There's not a lot of Warrior fans. Now there's new bandwagon fans. Little boys and girls wearing step jerseys in Memphis and Dallas and Detroit in New York City. Because, you know, little kids watch TV, and if their teams aren't winning, they're going to go to the winner. They're going to gravitate to Tom Brady, and they're going to gravitate to Steph Curry. So the Warrior fan base is really picking up steam. It's a global fan base, and it never 
was. It was never a big fan base. It was a passionate fan base in Oakland and back to the start in San Francisco passionate, but it was never global. Give me a break. The Raiders always had a global fan base. Global. Warriors never did. Now the Warriors do because of Steph Curry. One guy, one pick that fell in their lap, and my Knicks were the next to pick. The next team. And the Warriors end up going to a dynasty level with one of the greatest players, one of the great shooters of all time. We'll talk a little bit later on about Steph's legacy. I'm a big legacy guy. I have Steph jumping into the top 10. To tease that, I have Steph Curry now. Hold on, and if you're driving, if you can't pull over, maybe kind of nudge over to the right lane. I got Steph Curry now better than Oscar Robertson, Jerry West, and Akeem Olajuwon, and Carl Malone. Oh, my God, what am I drinking? I'm not drinking anything. I have my bucket of Modelo's coming up at 2 o'clock. I reward myself every week, even though Harry Ruiz did most of the work for me this week. I have a bucket of Modelo's on ice ready for me to go here at 2 o'clock, and I'm ready to go. So that's where we're going today. Not a lot of Raider news. I don't sugarcoat when there's not a lot of Raider news. I got a good story yesterday I'll get to about the draft luncheon and the three draft picks that I sat down with and talked to and got to know, I think, really well in a short period of time. All fabulous guys, man. Great, great young men. Matthew Butler, Thayer Mumford Jr., Dylan Parham. Fantastic, fantastic people. And look, every time I meet a new coach or a new player or a new veteran, they're all great guys. But these guys are young guys, just got drafted. And it was just a fabulous opportunity to... Talked to them yesterday, introduced them, and I conducted a Q&A for about a half hour at Allegiant Stadium on a stage in an empty stadium. That was trippy. To look out there and see an empty Allegiant Stadium, there was some tours going on, but I had a fun time yesterday. And again, thanks to Harry Weez for sitting in for me as we're brought to you by PTs, the best happy hour in town. Head on out 5 to 7, midnight to 2 to watch the VGK when they're playing. We always talk about that because they are, they are a proud partner of our Vegas Golden Knights, and we welcome in the new head coach of VGK, Bruce Cassidy, kind enough to join us. Coach, thrilled to talk to you. Thanks for coming on. Welcome to Vegas. How are you? Thanks, JT. Doing terrific. Uh, How are you? I couldn't be better. I'm really happy to talk to you. we got a lot of Vegas Golden Knight fans that are passionate about this team, passionate about radio and what we do. And I want to start with you. You go from a really good team, a foundational franchise, Maybe to a better situation now. You, you come from a really good team, and now you go to a team that has high expectations. That rarely happens in sports when you leave one franchise and go to another. Well, I think it's certainly a great situation here. Um, I, I do have nothing but good things to say about the Bruins' original six franchise. Uh, great memories there. Learned a lot, and I'm going to hopefully apply that here. But I think uh, you know the, the Golden Knights are in a, a better position to win right now, so we'll, uh, we'll find that out shortly. Yeah, we will. And for you, was it, is the shock off with the Boston move and coming to Vegas? I mean, doesn't seem like there was any bitterness from you because you had a great fan base, a really good team. You made all those playoff runs, a run to the cup. So with all that, it feels like you're leaving on good terms with the fans and the players you coached. Yeah, we are. I mean, um, uh, coaches uh, move on. It's part of the business. Uh, different reasons why. Um, you know, I'm replacing uh, what I think is a good friend of mine and a good coach here. Uh, I took over in Boston from a guy who was a friend of mine who was a good coach. So it's a bit of how it works. Um, and and so I'm, I'm grateful for the opportunity. 
Uh, looking forward to it. But again, no, no ill will towards the Bruins. Uh, when we play them, we're going to beat them. That much I know, but uh, I still have a ton of respect for them. Uh, we're talking to the head coach of the Vegas Golden Knights, Bruce Cassidy. So, Coach, you come over here and you look at this team from a distance, then you get the opportunity to get the job, and now you're studying the roster and you're talking to management above you. What are a couple of things that jump right out at you that you can say, hey, I know we had a lot of injuries. This team did this roster last year, but if I get everybody back healthy and I keep the core unit, we can make a cup run. Yeah, there's strength at every position. Uh, guys that can play a 200-foot game, uh, dynamic players. i got some guys that have been in the league a little bit, like Martinez and Petrangelo that won a cup. Uh, they can share that experience with the rest of us and hopefully help us get there. Uh, guys that have made good playoff runs. You got younger guys like Eichel that have been in the league and had success. Mark Stone, as I talked about, 200 foot player, the back end. Theodore's another young guy that can really bring it. Uh, you know, Robin, when he's healthy, he's a, an excellent goaltender. So, like I said, I think we're, we're, we're strong at every position. Um, you know, we got to sort through some stuff, obviously. Um, uh, you know, how we want to play our attacking style. Um, and still valuing the defensive side of it and, and sort of get the players to buy into that. But at first glance, like you say, there's, there's talent up and down the roster, uh, and talent wins. So that's a great starting point. Coach, how do you get that fire back that we all saw the first couple of years out of this group? Well, I wasn't here for that, but I was up, I played against them and understand the passion and how quickly they rose. And I think that's, uh, the exception, not the norm. So I think that's what everyone, loves about the, the Golden Knights, how quickly they were able to, you know, immerse themselves into being a, you know, a, you know, a, a team that can compete for the cup. So um, I can't speak to what happened the last couple of years. I know this past year they had a lot of injuries. Uh, that's going to derail any team. So, you know, sometimes a new voice can create some energy. Sometimes just um, taking a step back, the players understand that you know, nothing's easy and, and, and uh, there's no room for complacency. So I think you got, couple of things like that that can can sort of get you back on track in a hurry uh, coach before we get to the roster and some of the star players you have and what you're looking to do in the future here a lot of fans were pretty bitter about the fact that reeves was moved and gallant was moved and then flurry and i'm sure you know you're busy coaching the bruins but when you saw mark andre flurry lead this franchise as the face of the franchise they go with robin leonard do you have a comment on that how it looked initially to you and now that you're here knowing that a lot of the fans were tied to that move and really upset about it no those are those are tough decisions for management um you know the salary cap era you got to keep you know you're, you're self-compliant and Again, I wasn't here, and, and Kelly and George did what they had to do to, to keep their roster at an elite level and, and in their minds. And it happens in everywhere that uh, the players get moved, and, uh, and some of them are, are not very popular decisions by, by management. So uh, at the end of the day, I can't say much about it only because I don't know a lot about it. I do know that Flowers gone on and played some good hockey, Reeves in the, in the semis this year with the Rangers so, and, and Turks. So uh, they've done, done well for themselves. They're good players, but the players they've brought in, um, in the meantime, I think I've done some good work too. So that I think is just part of the process. Uh, hopefully we build, uh, some, some more fan favorites for, you know, obviously that matters. You want to, you know, this year fan base are important or they're what drives the team. So like I said, hopefully this year we can, um, you know, create a few more of those, those, those types of, um, um, you know, sort of, uh, favorites for, for the group. Bruce Cassidy is our guest, new head coach of the Vegas Golden Knights with your, premise and background as a defensive coach and you love special teams and you love grinding lines and everybody contributes coach can you talk about playing for the crest on the jersey instead of the individual name on the back 
Well, that's it. That's so important in any sport, but you know, uh, hockey, I think more than any, such a team game and you have to be connected. So that'll be the messaging early on. And listen, we want players that are exciting and creative. We want them to play to their strength. We want the fans to come out of their seats with, with nice, uh, nice plays, but we just got to balance that with, uh, making sure we keep the puck out of the net when the games, uh, the games that teams check us well, we've got to be able to win those games, got to be comfortable in those games. So it's, it's a balance. It always is. Um, but I do pride myself in, in that style of hockey that you mentioned. I think that has, lends itself to being a good solid team and good playoff success. But, um, like I said, we're going to use the strength of the players and, uh, just kind of, you know, play the right way while we're doing it. Bruce Cassidy is our guest. So, Coach, I just want to talk about a couple of position groups. You mentioned the defensive side with Petrangelo. Chase Theodore is a star, a potential star in this league. What do you see with his talent, even getting more out of him to make him even more of an elite player? Yeah, I mean, a really dynamic guy, um, you know, can play at both ends of the rink. Uh, you know, the Olympics got shut down, and and I can tell you that both Petro and, and Theodore would have had, you know, great opportunities to represent countries. So you can tell you right there that how elite they are. Um, you know, so th- those are guys that we're going to lean on. Like I said, Alex has been around, uh, uh, Martinez in one. So he, you know, he can really help the group in that matter. We've got some big bodies, McNabb and Hag, that can be physical young guy in, in, uh, McLeod that's only going to get better. So I love the, the potential there in the mix. It's, you know, it's, it, 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 um, you know, there's some diversity in that group that you can, you can play hard and heavy and you can still be dynamic offensively. So looking forward to, to getting to know them. Like I said, I was in the East, so you don't see them as often, mm-hmm. but heard, heard nothing but good things about, about all those guys, as a matter of fact. Bruce Cassidy is our guest. Coach, what are you looking for in a fourth line? Will it be a heavy fourth line or a fourth line of younger players? What's impressive most about the roster that you can extend from that star first and second line and build off to the fourth and have an advantage there? Well, yeah, you want, you know, I've always believed in having a line that can create energy, good on the four check play against the other team's best players, help on the penalty kill, whether they're young or old, uh, to me, is what's the best fit. So, obviously, when when you have young players pushing the group from underneath, I think it only makes your team better. You know, know, everyone's in it together, but those young guys are pushing for more playing time. Like I said, it gets the attention of the other guys. So, that's ideal in any scenario. So, that's what we'll be looking for with that group. Hopefully, add some physicality as well. I know there's some big bodies, um, how we have them penciled in now. Training camp will determine their exact spots but um again another another attribute of the roster is having you know th- those type of guys down in the in the, in the bottom of the line to play some of those hard minutes that maybe don't don't always get recognized but they certainly will get recognized in the room because every team values those type of players coaches you know as you were in boston there as we wrap this up jack eichel comes in and what a potential superstar uh, completely going through the surgery and the healing process when you looked at Pacioretty and Stone and Carlson and what they can do with Marceau. I've always been amazed that they went through slumps. There were times where no one could score a goal or it was just so cold and when one player was hot here. What is your background as a head coach when some player, a, a winger, a center is going through a slump and you got to talk to him and maybe give him some time off or get in his head to try to get him going again because I think there's a bunch of snipers on this team, and if they can all get going around the same time, I think the upside is tremendous. Yeah, you're right. And, and as long as you know some of them are, uh, you know, they don't always go into those funks at the same time, that's when it can get messy for you. But as I said before, if you're building in good habits and you have a stretch of, say, a bad week where you play three games – but you know, nothing's going in. Everything's hitting the post or the goalie. You know, you're 
that's when you're the rest of your game you have that to fall back on and you win those low scoring games where maybe special teams makes the difference in the game i think that's important when you play 82 games a year um, and that's what the good teams do they find ways when everything's not clicking um and and you know that'll be our challenge and you know as for the the guys when they're off a little bit sometimes i'm not afraid to sort of shake it up and and mix people up i don't believe you have to play with the same players every night chemistry is important but so sometimes moving pieces around get them excited to play with someone else can can sort of you know get them going again and you can always revert back to you know that consistency that you know if that's your you know your way of thinking but like i said there's there's always different ways you can you can attack it and that'll be my job to make sure i get the you know the right way to do it finally coach when i look at robin leonard it's tough to back up flower and come in and take his spot considering what flurry meant to this town what type of relationship do you sense you're going to have with him or need to have with him because he's been known to go to social media get off it completely uh talk to fans certain ways and you know everybody wants this guy to play well he, he's the goalie for the vegas golden knights and a lot of the fans here want to have that comfort of going back to the cup and going deep into the playoffs how do you build that relationship with him right out of the gate yeah, a little bit is, you know, like he's, he can't uh, worry about too much about flower. He just got to focus on himself and be the best version of himself. I, listen, I think any goalie that has regular success and on a hockey team will become a fan favorite in a hurry. So the messaging, I think, to Robin is just, you know, get healthy first and foremost. Um, you know, come ready to play. We're going to be a very, um, we should be pr- pretty predictable in how we're going to defend and what kind of shots he's going to face. Hopefully that helps him, um, you know, play good hockey and, so that would be my message to him. I haven't been able to uh, get a hold of him yet. It's been a few days. I've spoke to three or four players, and I'll definitely speak with Robin uh, about that and see where his mindset is. But that, that's a challenge at the end of the day. And I think, listen, if the team plays well in front of him um, and he's able to play, you know, get healthy and play to his ability and play well, I think he'll be in a really good place. That's my experience with most goaltenders, and uh, that'll be the challenge for for us and, and, and Robin, and I think we're, we're going to be ready for it. Coach, what can you share about your family? Tell us about your family, this move, how excited your family or extended family is, because everybody who comes to Vegas absolutely loves the lifestyle, the weather, the outdoors, except these six weeks where it gets up to 110 to 115. But what did you know about Vegas, and what do you like about it moving here? Well, yeah, I mean, my wife, we have uh, school-age children. Um, they've been on the northeast um, in the New England area, so winters will be um, different for them, obviously. Um, but we're looking forward to it. You know, I'm a Canadian. My wife's from Jersey, so we've spent, you know, the most of our life on, on you know, the other side of the country. So, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, like I said, I think it's great. I'm, I'm out looking at places today. Uh, it's exciting to try something, you know, a different sort of pace of life. As you know, in Boston, it's hectic getting around and, uh, this looks like people are a little more relaxed. So I think we're going to love it. Really, we are. Um, but until they get here and get going in a new school, that's a little difficult for kids sometimes to detach themselves from their friends. But they'll make new ones. And like I said, they're gung-ho. They're ready to go. Um, got a little time to sort it out. But uh, we'll be up and running shortly. Thanks for sharing that, Coach, because, again, we're, we're all in that situation. And I work with the Raiders and all the coaches and the players that have come in over the years, and they got to move, and they got to move their wives and family and kids and uh, you know parents and all of that. And then they get to Vegas, and they say, oh, my God, this is incredible. The money goes farther. There's a lot to do. And just the traveling and getting around out to the Southwest and all of it, I think you're going to love it. If there's anything we can do to help you with the charity work you're doing and getting involved in the community in any way, please reach out to us. And th- Thanks for joining us. Have a great Father's Day, Coach. 
All right, there you too, and I appreciate that. Thanks for having me on. You got it. There he is, Bruce Cassidy, new head coach of the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, good guy, big-time track record from the Boston Bruins. And remember, someone in this community, if you're a fan, and we touched on the fans here a little bit, but the fans now have to make a big decision because there's a lot of fans here in this marketplace that have been fantastic and really behind this team. And now I'm talking to other fans that are like selling their tickets or they, I, it was a great five years, four or five years, but I'm going to take a step back. What are you talking about? You're going to take a step back. This is a cup contender on the verge of winning the cup. They were injured last year and they failed miserably. They failed miserably. And, DeBoer had a pretty good winning percentage, but the expectations were so high. So that gentleman is brought in to kind of be a mercenary. Hey, Mr. Foley's got this thing. Bill Foley has done everything financially, just like Mark Davis. We talk about that, to build a winner, to get the stars. Mark Davis, Devontae Adams, right? Go out and get Chandler Jones. Then you look at this franchise with the hockey team, Pacioretty, who was a captain. Stone is the captain. You have all these elite players, very good players here. Now you got to bring someone in who can slam the door and win the cup. That's the guy. So everybody better get behind him and have their head ready to roll and get going here. Because none of this, oh, I'm pissed off, I'm angry. What are you talking about? A baby franchise. Baby franchise still in diapers, going deep into the conference finals, going to the cup in the first year of the inaugural franchise year. They took a step backwards, but those players are really good players. It's Stanley Cup or bust, period. And that's why Gallant's gone, excellent coach. Peter DeBoer's gone, Excellent coach. Now, Bruce Cassidy's in here, and he's got high expectations, so it's going to be unbelievable to see. All right, let's get going here. Chris in West Oakland, you could start off the show because you are a Warrior fan champion again, four and eight years. How are you, Chris? I'm great, JT. And before, I'll tie a little quick Father's Day into, into the happy Father's Day weekend to you. I know you enjoy your boys being home. I you know, I, 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 I say this every year on Father's Day. If your fathers are still around, guys, Go to a game with them. Have a drink. Have a beer. You never know how long it'll be because I'd give anything to go to one more game with my dad. He took me to my first NBA Finals game, JT, in 1975 at the Cow Palace with Rick Barry. The Warriors had to play in the Cow Palace because even the Coliseum, their home arena, had no faith in the Warriors, and they booked it to Disney on Ice, forcing the Warriors to scramble and find a place to play the NBA Finals. Forty years after that, I pretty much endured till they won in 2015, one of the worst franchises in, in professional sports, other than the run TMC years and a few odd years here and there. The local fans here in the Bay Area can never be questioned. We filled that place year after year after year. You're right, JT. The global brand, brand, brand has grown the last seven or eight years because of what they've done. Because other than Draymond Green, Steph Curry and Klay Thompson are two of the most likable, egoless superstars. They're humble. They give back. They're just cool dudes on top of Hall of Fame basketball players. And after what the Raiders leave and what the A's have put me through, thank God I've still got the Warriors and what this team has done. I'll talk more in the next coming days, JT, about the future of this team. I think they've still got a couple of titles left in them. I think the Warriors' second team with their youth with Kaminga, Moody, Wiseman, Porter, Jordan Poole. I think that team by itself could be a playoff team, and that's the Warriors' second unit. But I really want to pay a little homage today to JT, and they don't get enough credit. Thank you, Joe Lacob, for taking this team off of Chris Cohen's hands 12 years ago. It's now valued at $6 billion after spending 
475 to buy the team. And it's what Brian Windhorst the other day talking about, it's a checkbook win. Kevin Durant is the only free agent this team has ever brought in. And we parallel his fan base as JT. I know you as a Yankee fan. Every fan base should pray they have an owner like Joe Lacob that will spend every last dollar. He made a vow to Steph Curry and Clay Thompson that as long as you guys are in a championship window, I will spare no expense. And he's lived up to that promise. Bob Myers said it best last night. We didn't break this team up because Clay, Steph, and Dre have never lost the playoff series when they've started every game together. They deserve the chance to lose it on the floor. So from Joe Lacob, Peter Goober, Bob Myers, we are blessed here in the Bay Area to have the best ownership, maybe in all the sports, certainly in the top two or three, along with the Patriots. The Lakers are always there. But I hope the Warrior fans never forget how lucky we are that Joe Lacob bought this team and he's spending every last dollar to make sure Steph, Clay, and Draymond, who are all going to have statues in front of the Chase Center one day, have a chance to win more titles. Thank you, Joe Lacob. Thank you, Golden State Warriors. I'll be at the parade drunk as a skunk on Monday, JT. I would love for it to start an Oakland ferry across the bay and go into San Francisco. But you know what? I made my peace with it. They play in San Francisco now. I'll be on Market Street. But thank you. And also, Steph Curry. Let the nitpickers come up with something else. This guy's not done. He's gradually moving into the top ten. He's the greatest shooter of all time. And he's on a list of only Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Will Chamberlain, and Michael Jordan of guys that have won multiple scoring titles, multiple MVPs, and multiple championships. That's a pretty damn good list to be on. Thank you, my friend. Thank you for letting me rant. Have a great Father's Day weekend, brother, and I'll talk to you Sunday night. You won't hear a call like that on a national show or a local show. That's it. That's what we want here. We don't demand it. Not everybody can be that great. Not everybody can put a phone call together that way, but he's dedicated. He supports the show. He calls a couple of times a week, and he brings passion and energy to the broadcast. And someday I'm going to have nine of those guys on hold, and I'm going to quit. I'm going to walk into Q's office and say I'm done. I've achieved my goal in sports radio. We have the best of the best. Until then, I'm here for you. Sound off like you got a pair. 702-365-9200. He's right about their ownership. Now, remember, they're out-of-control spenders. They are spending at an alarming rate because they can. They're spending it on their own players. They went out and got Durant and proved to everybody, hey, we'll go get Durant and show you how great we are. And I wouldn't be surprised if they did it again with another player because players want to play for the Warriors. They want to win. They want to be a part of that brand. But Chris nailed it. Ownership, Joe Lacob, and I remember the Cohan years, which were not good. This owner came in there. They built that new, brand-new Chase Center, and they're putting all the money back into the roster, into the team, into the fans. That's what you want in a fan base. And I've said that about Mark Davis. You know, Mark Davis is not only a friend but a boss, and he, you never heard Mark ever once back off on money. Not once. You never said, oh, my God, Mark and the Raiders won't spend. Man, they could have got that guy. Never. You have to do that now in sports. You have to have ownership that will spend more than expected because there's just too many great teams in every league. Everybody's ring chasing. Look at the Rams. Everybody wants to play for the Rams. The Rams got Aaron Donald, Stafford, Cup. Anybody who wants to win is now Bobby Wagner. I'll go down there and play. So you got to spend at that rate. And plus, they have one of the richest owners and newest stadiums in sports. You don't have to be ashamed that your owner is spending money. You want to have an owner who's spending money, or your owner should sell the team, 
sell the team to another owner who would like to put more money into the roster. Great to hear from Butch Ca- uh, Bruce Cassidy, the head coach of the Vegas Golden Knights. If you have any comments on that, you can hit me up on Twitter, at JT the Brick. Seems like he is focused, but every hockey coach I've ever interviewed is just as intense. And they know they only have a two-year window to win or they're going to be out of their job. So like I said, don't buy a house, rent a house. Maybe that gentleman can buy a house and, and live here for years to come with the Stanley Cup. I hope so. More on the Warriors Championship and my day yesterday with the Raiders at the draft luncheon. regular season so this was a collective effort and strength in numbers is alive and well <laughs> i can't wait there's this one player on the grizzlies who tweeted strength in numbers after they beat us in the regular season and it pissed me off so much i can't wait to retweet that thing freaking bum that i had to watch that i'm just like this freaking cloud okay 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 sorry that memory just popped up you're gonna mock us like you ain't ever been there before bro We've been there. We know what it takes. So to be here again, hold that. Wow. Clay Thompson dropping bombs at the press conference last night. And he should. JT, back with you as Steph McKenzie just told you. We're brought to you by Remy Martin. Team up for excellence. They have the botanist gin. And at the top of the hour, I get to announce a brand new partner to our radio broadcast, a big one that I'm really excited about. So that's coming up here at the top of the hour, heading into the weekend. Tonight, I'll be at the Southern Nevada Sports Hall of Fame induction, and that's at the New Dollar Loan Center. Uh, My conversation with Amy Purdy, uh, the Paris snowboarder who lost both her legs, had a kidney transplant, one of the most inspirational people ever. And our conversation, I wanted to get that vibe going heading into the awards banquet tonight. If you're going, uh, you're fortunate to go. It's one of the best events of the year here in town. It really is. They do an incredible, incredible job at the Southern Nevada Sports Hall of Fame. So if you get a chance to go, if I see you there tonight, look forward to saying hello. It's going to be really cool. 702-365-9200. When it comes to Steph Curry now, and in the pantheon of the NBA, because he'll go down with at least four rings, and you got to assume because of ownership, maybe they get another one, five. With five rings, Kobe's got five rings. And would you say that Steph Curry today is better than Kobe Bryant? I wouldn't, but it's a debatable topic. Kobe was an elite all-time great. So was Steph. Now, when you look at Steph compared to LeBron, LeBron's got four, he has four. Listen, it's not about rings, everybody. Ted Williams and Tony Gwynn are two of the greatest, if not the two greatest hitters of all time. All time, Ted Williams, Tony Gwynn. They've combined for zero championships. Zero. Does that mean that hitters that were nowhere near them but have three World Series rings are better because they're champions? No, those guys didn't play on championship caliber teams, more so than the Yankees and the Dodgers. So there has to be a balance. How many rings do you got? How great of a player do you have? And then you got to look at the individual stats. And then you can dive into the stats, how Steph made players better or this or that. Compare that to LeBron. But in this era that we're in right now, okay, we're in 2022. You got a couple, only a few players that could be all time on the top 10 list. And the two are Steph Curry and LeBron James. Everybody else already played. Shaq's retired. Magic. Bird. Bill Russell, Will Chamberlain, Kareem, 
Michael Jordan, as we mentioned. So it's all about the guys in the past. And two current players. Now, could Luka Doncic be a top 10 player of all time? I doubt it. He doesn't play any defense. You know, he's not that player. Can he get better? Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, excuse me, could be that player. Uh, 10 years from now, we could say Giannis turned out to be better than Shaq. Turned out to be better than maybe another big guy there. But I don't think Kareem's touchable. Wilt's not touchable. Jordan's not touchable. And I don't think Kobe. I think Kobe's pretty much untouchable. And I think Steph's going to get into that list when it's all said and done. Big Al in San Francisco. Congratulations, Big Al, on being a part of that organization and another championship. Thanks for calling. Yeah, no, thank you for having me. It was, uh, it's, it's a great time considering what, where we were at two years ago, 15 and 50, and guys who uh, many of us wouldn't remember their names who were no longer in the NBA were on that team. Oh, hold on, Big Al. Hold on. Let me stop you for a second. That's a really important point for my other show I want to bring up. Can you be a dynasty if you had a 15 and 50, what'd you say, 15 and 50 record? Can you, can you be a dynasty the following year? I don't think you can. Yeah, I, I hate using the term dynasty because it's such, it can be interpreted so many different ways. My take on it is that, uh, it's hard to call it, it's hard to call the Warriors a dynasty when, uh, the year after, you know, Durant left, Clay got hurt and Steph got hurt in the, you know, in the fifth, the fourth or fifth game of the season with his wrist. It's hard to come out and call that a call them a dynasty because they were 15 and 50, you know, and then the next year, it was that, well, last year, uh, they went 39 and 33, and they were under 500 for a fair amount of the year. So I just look at it. It's a very unique situation. We've never seen this in sports before where a team goes to five straight you know, NBA champion, you know, final rounds, and then they're basically done for two years, not even on the radar, and then come back and then kick everybody around. It's, uh, we've never seen that in any sport. If we have, yeah. I'd like to know what sport. All right, my friend. Thanks for checking in. Congrats on that. Again, uh, yeah, Big Al you. does Big Al does stats, and he's a big caller of the shows that I host and a friend for a long period of time. Also did stats with the Raiders and does it with the Warriors. He knows the team, and the team is very unique. The last two years, they were irrelevant due to the injuries of Clay Thompson and some of the turnover that they had, and now they bounce back and they win again. They bounce back and they won again because they got healthy. That's it. They got healthy. They got Clay Thompson back, but then they added pieces – like Poole and the other players on the road. These guys play 9, 10 players when Boston plays 6 or 7. I went through the box score, and I'll do it again next hour. Boston weared out Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum is erratic with the basketball. He turns the ball over 100 turnovers. How do you have 100 turnovers in the playoffs? Most ever, and he's a great player. He's a fabulous player, a brilliant player. Look, the Warriors were the better team. I had the Warriors in 6. But I thought the Warriors would have struggled in this game. They were down 14-2. to Raider man, how do you trail 14-2 to and not get blown out of the building? Warriors come back and blow Boston out of their own building. That's called being the champs, JT. You know how we rock, man. This dubs up, America. You better get loose to it because we're not backing off. And you know, look, what's up, man? Happy Father's Day. I want to wish Happy Father's Day not only to you, but to the rest of the world that's listening to uh, Miss because Man, it's a rough world out there right now. For everybody that's standing in the gap to make sure them kids get the thing that the right way, it, it takes an homage. And it's not just women out there doing that. So, shout out to the fathers. Everybody going to get a uh, little Caesars instead of instead of Caesar, but at least we get to live, you know. It's, you know, it's, it's a trip. I, I was inspired to this call. I had to call in real quick because you know how I love my Warriors. And Chris from West Oakland, shout out to my brother over there. He, he inspired me to remember that it was in 2000. 
March 7th, I had won a couple of tickets to the Warriors game on calling in the Unite show. And um, we were playing the Hornets. I think we only won like 19 games that year. But you know how rapid we were on the radio, even in our losing years. That's how we always been about our barrier teams. And it's just a trip that transposed that time to this. I mean, we were rooting for guys like, uh, what was his name, Eric Dampier and Center and whatnot. <laughs> we got this kid, Looney Man, you know, former point guard, you know, double hip surgeries, down on the block, killing it in rebounds now. Now a champion, you know, this kid Wiggins that had gone through all that I mean, it's just ridiculous what they do to these kids. They bring them out of college and they pump them up to be the world and then they just crash land them like that. And to see this guy battle through all of his adversity to be on this pinnacle, you know, GP3, legacy guy that's out there, entrenched in this team, man. It's like this, this team is built to win. And it's, it's built to win at all costs. And then, you know, the bona fide for all that is, is Jordan Poole because Jordan Poole is a killer. And I tell you what, he's being trained by the A1 killer. Steph Curry, as big a Christian man as he is and as wonderful as a personality as he is, that man run ice cold blood mob boss veins. And it's just true. I'm looking for the same thing out of DC for. Because once we get DC to just realize that we're going to forgive him for all the little faux pas, I want to see my quarterback out there walking off the sideline, pointing up into the stands and telling them, now give me my ring, MFs. Dig me now. Talk that crap now. You got to become the a-hole to go get championships. To win chips, you got to be chippy. And I'm telling yeah. you what, the transference of this, this organization right now is exciting for me because I see that same formation in our Raiders. It's no longer about the rosters and all that stuff. Now it's about performance. I got to get out of here, Joe. I'm, I'm out of JT. I'm out of here at work, and I got to get back to the grind. But I just want to tell you thanks for giving me a moment to just pop in and say what's up, bro. You got it. That's why I appreciate you calling in. Thank you for doing that. You've been doing it a long time from back in the day, and we appreciate that. That's what we've been building here on the flagship of the Raiders, and especially this time of year. I'm going to be talking about the Warriors, baseball, mixing in other topics until the Raiders get to training camp because that's what we're doing. We're talking about sports. We got the Stanley Cup final. Golden Knights are not there, but we just spoke to the new head coach, Bruce Cassidy. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. Bobby's on the board. Ashley. Oh, my God. Ashley's next from Sam and Ash. God, she loves sports, and she's one of the best personal injury attorneys that I know. We'll ask her about what she thought of the NBA season, and she'll tell you how to avoid those bicycle accidents that are popping up all over the valley. Unbelievable job. I can literally go around to every single one of you guys uh, and just tell you how amazing you were. That was a total team effort, especially because they came and punched us in the mouth. We're going to get this in Boston. Yes, sir. We're yes, going sir. to finish this in Boston. That is Steve Kerr who said we'll finish it in Boston. They're down 14-2 to and they finished it in Boston. JT, back with you. Brought to you by Sam and Ash. Sam and Ash Injury Law because you deserve what's right. They make your injury claims painless at Sam and Ash Injury Law. They're my personal injury lawyers. They'll do everything to take the pressure off you because when someone does you wrong, you deserve what's right. 
Ashley Watkins joins us. Ash, great to talk to you. What do you think about the Warriors winning another NBA title fourth in eight years? Oh, hey, JT. Happy Friday. Um, look, I'm a Southern California, born and raised Lakers fan. I'm not truly a fan of uh, the Bay Area, so it was one of those I couldn't decide who I wanted to win the championship less, really. <laughs> but um, I respect Steph Curry, great player, so happy to see him win. Yeah, and as a Laker fan, the fact that the Celtics didn't surpass the Lakers was a big topic in Southern California. And for all you Laker fans here in the Valley, you don't want the Celtics. If the Celtics got that ring, all they would have did was take out ads, billboards that they're one up on the Lakers, and that didn't happen. Yeah, I'm glad. I don't want to see those on the L.A. freeways anytime soon. All right, well, before we get to more sports, uh, I want to get to what I, I just got back from Amsterdam, as I told you. I was there for a week in London and Liverpool and Amsterdam. And in Amsterdam, there are no cars, there are bikes everywhere. And my wife stepped off the curb once, and she's much more fluid than I am, and she's been to Europe more. And bikes were flying by us at really high speeds. And it feels like that in Vegas, too. Let's talk about some of these bicycle accidents that seem to be more prominent than ever. Oh my gosh, JT. It is crazy. It's not just a European thing, especially with gas prices that are going off the charts. Bicyclists, pedestrians, everyone's on the road. And we have electronic bikes now that are going close to 30 miles per hour. And some people aren't wearing helmets. They're acting like vehicles. They're acting like pedestrians too. Very dangerous. So I can't stress enough right now. If you're injured while on a bicycle, if you're involved in an accident and the bicyclist hits you as a pedestrian, please make sure you get the necessary medical treatment. Call the cops and get a police report filed. These things matter and they can cause serious, serious life altering damage. Yeah, I talk about it too with skiing. You know, when I skied my whole life, I never wore a helmet until about 10 years ago. Now I don't ski unless I have a helmet on. And it's the same thing with a bicycle. I can't believe how many people I see where I live up here in Summerlin, close to Red Rock, and they are powering downtown center or they're going through downtown Summerlin or on the back ends of these roadways without a helmet on, and they're racing. And I'm sure you're seeing some horrific bicycle accidents where individuals don't have helmets on. We do. Day in and day out, we get those calls, and I can't stress enough, you can't prioritize your vanity when you get on the back of a bicycle. Put the helmet on. Uh, It's much more important that you get where you're going safely, and if there is an accident, you're fully protected because those head injuries are truly, truly life-altering. Memory, headaches, uh, amnesia, all of that. So please be smart. If you're going to ride one of these bicycles, whether electronic or not, wear a helmet. Uh, let's talk about what happens. We're talking about to Ashley at Sam and Ash Injury Law. And Ash, what happens when people take off from Vegas and go to California where you're licensed in both states there and they do get into an accident? Because a lot of people want to get out of the heat this time of year. It gets brutal. I, I don't mind when it gets to 109, 110, but that 109 to 115, I want to race to the beach. If someone gets into an accident in California and they're from Vegas, how can you help? Well, look, we're, our firm is fully based in Nevada and uh, Newport Beach, California, Southern California. We handle those accidents all the time. We have connections with the courthouses in Southern California and Las Vegas. We know doctors, 
police departments, everything you need, we're able to help you. So if your accident occurs in Vegas and you're from California, or if your accident occurs in California and you're from Vegas, we can help. We're hometown, wherever you are, we're your local lawyers, no matter where the accident happens. So just give us a call. Let us help you. We just had the head coach on for the first time, a Bruce Cassidy of the Vegas Golden Knights. Can you believe they didn't make the playoffs? Now they have a new coach who's been to the playoffs a lot. You optimistic he can turn this around? I really am. I, look, I, I have to go into these things with optimism. He has a great track record with the power play, so that's what we were critically needing. And aside from bat, a lot of injuries we had last season, I have a lot of hope, a lot of confidence that he's going to bring new energy and leadership to the locker room, and that's what we need. Uh, finally, Ashley, tonight I go to the Dollar Loan Center, the Southern Nevada Sports Hall of Fame. Induction is there tonight. I think it's one of the best events on the calendar all year in sports. So I'm going into a venue where you're a proud partner of it. Tell me about it. What should I look for? Is, is there a, a secret salmon ash room that I can break into with my wife and have a beverage <laughs> waiting for me cold? Yeah, you know what? They've got the Craggy Range restaurant there. I love it. It has a great frosted ice ring around the bar top that'll keep your beer cold from the first to last drop. So go check that out. There's also the Salmon Ash Battlement Deck. We have a suite there. We are huge fans of the Dollar Loan Center, the Silver Knights, the Vegas Nighthawks, all things related to that arena we are so proud of, especially the Southern Nevada Sports Hall of Fame. And that's going to be truly a great event. I'm glad you're going. I will see you next week. Good to talk to you. Great to talk to you. Say hi to Sam for us, and we'll have you on next week. I will. Talk to you later, JT. There she is, Ashley Watkins, great friend of the show. I have the website in front of me, SamAndAshLaw.com. You see their billboards everywhere because they're doing great business. Referral business, that's why they're partners here at Lotus Broadcasting. And on my show and the other shows, we refer business to them, and they take care of everybody. You get two great lawyers for the price of one, Sam and Ash law.com because you deserve what's right all right next hour i want to talk about what i did yesterday i was the mc of the raiders draft luncheon and there were three young raider players who blew me away blew me away and i love that the opportunity i didn't get a chance to meet these guys they were drafted i didn't meet them i wasn't in the building and met them yesterday at allegiant stadium i'll share some of that experience we'll get into the warriors i have sound bites that i want to play i want to dive into the legacy of steph curry coming up on the other side we'll go around the nfl to see what happens here and uh, next week we are proud to announce that we are kicking off the summer of cliff we were coming kind of coming up with a bunch of names what should it should be the countdown to cliff i said summer of cliff that's what it is we're stuck here for the summer which for some of us we're here it's going to be hot you got to be cool in the water or in the air conditioning and i think cliff branch stories are going to cool everybody down the summer of cliff begins next week and my vision for that is to put on his former teammates and coaches and give cliff you know the rollout what he deserves heading into the hall of fame as I told you, and the only thing I can share with you, because I'm not privy to everything that Mark Davis is doing behind the scenes, but I do know that this will be the biggest Raider enshrinement of all time in regards to Raider alumni, Raiders there, because the Raiders are playing in Canton, Ohio. So you have the team that's going to be there, the staff that's going to be there, the amount of players that Mark Davis invited back, who he's picking up the tab to bring him to Canton, Ohio, is mind-blowing absolutely mind-blowing so i think it's our job here on the flagship station to make sure that cliff uh, gets that vibe up in heaven and i get emotional about it 
because I cannot believe I'm going to be emceeing that party in Canton, Ohio, and Cliff's not going to be there, but his sister will be, his family will be there, and many, many members of the Raider family. So we're excited about that. We're going to kick ass with the summer of Cliff starting next week. Hour number two coming up. Hey, on the other side, we're going to announce a new proud partner to the show, uh, a group that I've been dying to work with for a long time, part of my DNA in Vegas, coming up, and we'll head into the weekend. Southern Nevada Sports Hall of Fame tonight, and we got a big week lined up next week. Congratulations to the Warriors and their fans.